0: Episode three of the New England Sports Media Podcast features Alex Hall, sports reporter for the New Hampshire Union Leader. We're glad to have Alex on, also a fellow Globe or former Globe correspondent as well. Um, Alex, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, Thanks for having me. I've always uh, been interested in uh, in sports media podcasts, so it's great to see you guys doing one specific for the New England area.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've enjoyed it a lot so far. Uh, We got... We've got kind of a, a long docket of episodes we're recording today that will release uh, in the coming week or two or three. Um, and we're glad to have you. Uh, obviously, someone that is in New Hampshire, so our first New Hampshire-based guest, our goal is to try to get people from all the New England states and, and all the different mediums. Um, so I guess start off just high school sports are approaching uh, potentially. Um, where? How are you spending your time right now as uh, as a – a, high school sports reporter obviously you do other things but I'm sure that's kind of the biggest thing how are you spending your time and how are you reporting on on things right now
1: well I think right now it's sort of seeing where all the um, cards are going to fall sort of because everybody's sort of taking uh, each district is sort of voting themselves about what sport if they're going to offer fall sports which ones are they going to do you know some are you know some have voted to you know not do things like football and soccer but do field hockey golf and things like that so Sort of scattered across the state, so it's sort of just sort of sifting through what's coming out of those school board meetings and, and looking through uh, what other news outlets are reporting and trying to figure out just sort of what the landscape is going to look like. Um, because obviously we'll be starting you know our preview season um next week or, or so, and um, I'm sure the previews will be sort of different uh in the uh in the uh situation we're in um with the pandemic, so I'm sure it will be a little bit of a different than say hey these teams are looking good, it might be, hey, these teams might have looked good, but they're not playing, you know, so it might be some of that. Um, So it's sort of just sort of sifting through all that. And also um, it'll be um, a lot of districts are going to do more of a regional approach since the NHIA has allowed uh, like cross division play and sort of encouraging people to just, you know, schedule regardless of division, um, you know, go with who's closest to you if that's what you feel comfortable with. So there'll be a lot of inter-division play. Uh, this regular season which is you know exciting I mean it's terrible that it's coming in this sort of circumstance but it'll be fun to see some rivalries that have sort of ended because of you know they're in different divisions uh, sort of come back and and uh, you know see some of that.
2: One of the good things about covering high school sports is the access right like you can go up to anyone after any game or any practice and talk to them how do you feel like this situation is going to change covering high school sports and some of the access that we've gotten for? as long as high school sports have been covered,
1: uh, I would hope it doesn't change it too much because I, I think you're right. I think high school sports has always sort of, been, in my experience, been the best in terms of access and people being, uh, you know, just more than accommodating for you, uh, you know, being, you know, very happy that you're there covering their team or, or their sport. So uh, I'm hoping that it will be sort of more of the same, there just might be some distance between the conversations. Um, you know, in the summer, you know, when I've done golf or, you know, Little League games or um, or uh, the Nashua Silver Knights was the only summer collegiate baseball uh, team that we had in the state playing. Uh, and um, so, they, they, you know, those conversations all ended up being mostly the same. There just was a little bit more distance between people. And, you know, people understood that. And it was sort of an un, you know, unspoken thing, which was good. Um, I'm hoping it'll just be more the same when the high school sports start. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, to have that access sort of restricted it would, would certainly hurt.
0: Now, on top of that, obviously you cover UNH, a um, college program, and traditionally college programs are tougher with access. Smaller colleges are traditionally easier with access. Um, I guess building off to the same question that Liam had, how do you think it will affect college sports? Um, and how do you plan on covering UNH this fall, uh, especially because they aren't going to have any fall sports and uh, potentially they'll have hockey, you know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you kind of plan on, continuing to cover that school, even if there aren't any sports being played.
1: Well, I think it will be interesting because, yeah, like you said, I mean, UNH isn't going to have any, any fall sports. Um, so I'm interested to see what we sort of, des- you know, decide to do as a department about uh, covering them. I'm sure, you know, if there does end up being, you know, some sort of, you know, FCS uh, spring football season, that would be something uh, that we, you know, we'd keep on top of because um, UNH is uh, part of the FCS. So, um, you know, that might be another way we might go or just, you know, see what it's like for the teams that are not playing, but, you know, I think they're allowed to practice and everything. So see what that sort of, is like sort of preparing, you know, for a year plus down the road instead of, you know, playing right now. Um, So that might be some of it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with with hockey and and basketball. Um, I think that I don't know it, my, me personally i'm not i'm not feeling super hopeful about those sports right now but we'll see how things sort of play out in the next couple months uh i certainly hope there is uh you know hockey's uh been my favorite sport to cover uh in the profession and i've really enjoyed covering unh hockey so i'm hoping i get the chance to do that this uh winter it's crazy to think uh that's a uh, you know something you have to worry about <laughs>
2: Yeah, and what do you think makes covering like hockey East and UNH hockey so enjoyable? Like I covered BU hockey, and it was definitely different than other BU sports. Like, wh- I mean, what has been your favorite part of covering UNH hockey over the years?
1: I think it's just the the investment from uh, all you know. I guess just the the fan bases for each of the schools, the like the the level of play you get, um, just the investment from. Uh, just, you know, people who have been, you know, out of school for 20, 30, 40 years that come and you see them every day at the, you know, every game day uh, at the rink. So I think it's just like uh, the, the passion there is, at, is um, you know, obviously at a at, at a pro level or, or higher because there's so much, uh, you know, personal attachment if you went there, right? So um, I just think it's always been, the, it, there's something different about Hockey East. And I, I know it's a little bit of a cliche, but I've always sort of got that feeling and it's been fun for me because, you know, I went, I went to Suffolk, you know, we're a D3 school, like, you know, our hockey games were played at the North End, you know, community rink, like, so it's like a totally dim- different atmosphere for me to, you know, to uh, have, you know, to get to experience sort of what the Division One atmosphere is like uh, post-college and sort of see what the differences are because it's a whole different ballgame.
2: At UNH, do you find the students, like the current students, to be really into it, too? Because at BU, you would get the alumni, and they'd pretty much be 90, 80% of the people at the games. Do you find the students to be really into it, too?
1: I think there was a dip for, like, the student interest, uh, but I think that's come back, you know, The last couple of years, it is still a majority. um, A lot of the alumni will be, you know, most of the people at the game. But the 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 student section has gotten a little bit more uh, filled and a little bit louder. The I would say, especially last year, there seemed to be a lot of, um, you know, uh, a lot of hope and and optimism for the program at the beginning of the season. Uh, So I think that's starting to bounce back. There was certainly a a dip at the the, certainly when I started the beat, um, but it's sort of bounced back a little bit here now
2: yeah for b u it's kind of gone the opposite way. I feel like like when Greg and I were were freshmen there probably four years ago, like we would go and there'd be a lot of students there, but over the last couple of years, I feel like it's dipped dipped dip slightly. I don't know why,
1: yeah, I don't know it's it's uh you know all of a sudden the 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 students can get fickle about things. I don't know,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean the other u n h sports obviously aren't as popular as as hockey I guess football probably has a pretty good following um how how much coverage do you dedicate to the non-hockey sports as a like as the union leader
1: yeah so uh my colleague roger brown basically does all of the unh football stuff I'll, i'll come in and you know sometimes we'll do we'll both cover a game and i'll do sort of a side or feature piece and he'll cover like the the main game uh stuff um and sometimes i'll fill in for him here and there but uh football would probably be uh, you know, football and hockey, I would say, are on the same level for us coverage-wise. And we've really picked up uh, the last couple of years, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, and men's soccer have, uh, have uh, been, you know, have seen more coverage from us. And, and um, I think the program for men's soccer has been a big part of it. With uh, uh, Coach Mark Hubbard came in a couple of years ago from uh, Southern New Hampshire University, and he had a lot of success there. He'd bring in a lot of international talent. Uh, and they had a lot of success at the Division II level. Uh, and he sort of just kind of kept chugging along doing the same thing with UNH. So uh, it's been interesting to see how that program sort of, um, you know, taken another uh, another step. And and uh, men's and women's basketball always seem to be in the conversation uh, with American East to some degree or another. Um, so those are the, the other sports that we cover um, frequently. And then the others, obviously, um, we would check in here and there or do feature stories and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, those would be the ones that we sort of uh, dedicate a lot of coverage to for UNH.
2: When you guys are covering UNH men's or women's basketball, for example, are the people covering it, are the outlets just you guys and the student reporters? Because covering BU basketball to bring up BU again, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. much just the student reporters with the occasion, occasionally someone from the Herald would come or something like mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, for basketball I do um I haven't covered many uh, UNH basketball games myself cuz that's it overlaps with hockey so it's usually um, taken care of by somebody else but from what I just see um you know in um, online and stuff it seems like Seacoast Online which is uh you know uh, the parent company for like the Portsmouth Herald and the Foster-David Lee Democrat in Dover uh, they do a lot of Uh, uh, basketball coverage, too. So it seems like we're the two outlets um, outside of the students uh, outlets that seem to cover those teams. Um, So to be honest, I've sort of seen a dip on the the hockey side for, uh, you know, coverage outside of our own paper. Uh, It used to be um, there'd be somebody from Seacoast Online, and there'd be myself, and then there'd be somebody from the Concord Monitor. Um, And last year, you know, I'd see somebody from Seacoast every once in a while, but it was basically just me and then like the um, UNH student newspaper and then like everybody else worked for the UNH athletics department. And like that was, you know, it's tough to see that because like you want like, I guess you could say on some level, you know, it's good that i don't know i i guess from outside the industry you could say it's good to have less competition it, then you become like one of the you know only outlets people go to in the state for that coverage but at the same time it's difficult from a reporter's perspective because you don't have anybody to bounce off i you know if, if somebody comes up with a question that you didn't think of for that day and then it leads you down like a road that becomes interesting you know what i mean so you don't have that back and forth with people as much um you know obviously you know the student uh the students will get involved with asking questions and stuff, but it's, you know, but when you're dealing with people who are there to do coverage for the athletics department, you're not going to get the same type of questions you are uh, from somebody who's a, a you know professional competitor as well. So it's been, uh, that was tough last year. I'll say it was, it was weird being the only one in the room, you know, from one of the uh, you know, one of the outlets in the state at times.
2: Yeah, I agree. Cause You can't come up with everything. It's good to have a, a bunch of voices in the room to ask different questions you're not going to think of every single question out there
1: yeah absolutely and that's what it became like sometimes i'd get you know sometimes i'd you know get stressed out and like on the drive over because i'd be like you know have i really thought of everything like is there anything i'm not you know piecing together and it's like because you don't know who's going to be there with you it could just be you and it's like okay well like you said i can't think of everything and there's going to be stuff left uncovered unfortunately
0: do you do need traveling with with UNH
1: yeah so we do very minimal travel I, I've heard you know horror stories from you know back in the day when I uh you know about you know people's trips back from uh covering a, you know a UMaine UNH game and in the winter <laughs> and night coming back from Orono so I don't have to do that thankfully we don't make the main trip anymore but we'll do like UMass Lowell uh Merrimack um you know, we have a freelancer who usually does a lot of the games when they go to Providence or BU or BC. So we sort of get that coverage. Um, and then, yeah, for me, travel-wise is very minimal. I'll go to some, yeah, like UMass Lowell, Merrimack. And I did Frozen Friendway when UNH was last there a couple of years ago, and that was really fun. Uh, but, yeah, not too much travel with UNH, which um, it'd be fun to get that experience, but I'm not, you know, I'm not crying about not making, uh, you know, winter trips back from Orono. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So obviously you're in New, you're from New Hampshire, uh, right. You went to Concord high school, uh, went to school in Massachusetts. Now you're back in New Hampshire. Like is being in new England, something that you think you want to do like for your life?
1: I don't know. Like I've gone back and forth with that. If you asked me that question like uh, a year ago or two years, it's, it's tough. I go back and forth with it. Um, I really love the area. I love, um, Having the different seasons and uh, just sort of the um, just the overall just you know atmosphere of the whole place, um, I would like to go out and experience like a different part of the country. I've always been intrigued by the West Coast. Um, I got to go over um, to California a couple times for uh, student newspaper conferences while I was at Suffolk, so that was really uh, eye-opening experience kinda of got you a little bit of a, a taste of what things are like out there, so. I'd like to, what, ideally what I'd like to do is go someplace else for a little bit and then come back uh, and then become one of those old New England guys. You
2: mentioned that, uh, the frozen Fenway experience too. What was that like? That was, was what, three years ago now, four years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah, three or four years ago now. And that was, um, it was just awesome. Like i had never, uh, I'd never been in the Fenway Park press box. I'd never covered anything there. Uh, when I was at the Globe for anything Red Sox wise, so that was a whole new experience for me. Uh, I got to meet up with a friend I went to Suffolk with before, and and just sort of catch up, and then went over to the park. and uh, The only real issue with the day was I, I remember the ice was like really, um, it was very um, the 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 weather wasn't working with the ice and it was very, you know, slushy and the players weren't having a great time on it, but I, I had a great time covering it. It was just great to sort of connect with and see some uh, old faces from when I would cover things with the globe. And um, I saw uh, Elizabeth Thomas, who was also a former globe correspondent went to BU uh, was working for Hockey East at the time. So we got to reconnect a little bit. And uh, I think that was Dickie Millie's second to last year or last year. Uh, so that was, you know, I was still getting used to, you know, covering, you know, the, uh, the legend that was Dickie Emilia at UNH. That was, that was, um, just fun to, to sort of experience that, uh, before he wrapped things up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's one of my, you know, top 10, you know, favorite things I've covered for sure. Just you can't beat the atmosphere of watching a hockey game (laughs) in a baseball park. I don't know what it is. It's just, it was an amazing experience.
0: And when you're, and now that we're like in this weird time uh looking towards the high school sports season, you kind of mentioned like what may or may not happen. I'm curious, how comfortable do you feel like going to events and games?
1: Uh, like it's, it's been weird, you know, cause like I've had mostly good experiences, but you know, there have been times where like, you know, I've been at, uh you know, little league events where I've, you know, seen a lot of crowding of people, you know, in the, in the stands or whatever, or, you know, it's like, you know, and, and, you know, for me, like, I try to wear, like, wear my mask at all times when I'm out covering anything, Um, you know, I see, you know, some people, you know, be more comfortable because they're outside not to do it, but I'm taking every precaution that I can, because, like, you know, regardless of everything, like, you're going to be in a crowded environment to some degree if you're covering a sporting event, Um, so to me, it's, like, I do feel a bit of uncomfortability, uh, you know, going out there and, you know, I feel more comfortable with golf because people are more spread out. There's less people at the events this summer, uh, things like that. But um, when I've gone to like the silver Knights or a little league game or different things like it's, it's, you know, you try your best to kind of keep your distance from people, but it's not always an easy thing. And yeah, you know, I come back, you know, you know, feeling, you know, you worry about if if you, if you had contracted anything while you were out, it's, it's, uh it's difficult to have to worry about that. But it, you know, when I'm, you know, there covering the, covering the event, I don't think about it too much. I just try to keep the, um, keep the, you know, quick shorthand things to, to keep in mind, uh, you know, in the front of my mind when I'm working, but uh, yeah, it's something I do worry about for sure.
0: Has there been talk like from like your editors or your peers about like, I was just like a journalist having to go and see like if you see something that is like against the rules or whatever, do you ever feel a responsibility? Or are you supposed to like report on that?
1: yeah, I don't know it's I haven't had that conversation uh with with uh, anybody, but it's something i I think about you know because it's like you want to give people the best you know the the most truthful picture um but at the same time, you know there's gonna be people who think that you're just like nitpicking things you know what I mean to and trying to yeah for sure you know try and trying to uh you know ruin what is a good thing or whatever you know it's it's uh it's been interesting especially because you know new hampshire's you know been more um on what sports are allowed to be played and things like that so there have been a lot of um you know out of state teams that have come in to play games here or participate in tournaments here and you know you're having that out of state traffic come in so um you know i actually did a story that i worked on for quite a, some time just sort of looking at that and how safe have been you know the different sporting events and and having that out-of-state traffic come into the state. So, um, yeah, it's it's something I think about for sure.
2: You were doing that article. What what types of people did you talk to?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, to some degree, it was a sports story, but it really was more of a health story, to be honest. Like, I talked with, you know, health officers for, um, the you know, the one the one situation we've had sports-wise uh, in the state was uh, there was a uh, out-of-state hockey player who participated in the hockey camp at the rinks at Exeter. Uh, he didn't know he had COVID-19 at the time, but he had contracted it at a tournament in Connecticut and then played in the, you know, hockey camp. So, uh, the you know, so that sort of was um, the only sports-related issue we've had with COVID-19, but um, and he, luckily it was just him and nobody else uh, got infected that was at the hockey camp, but you know, for the story, it was, you know, I was talking with health officers from Exeter. I was talking with uh, a health officer who's also the fire chief in Loudoun because we had the um, event at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the NASCAR uh, Foxwoods 301 at the beginning of uh, August. And that was the biggest New England um, fan attended sporting event since the pandemic. Um, and, you know, from all reports I heard out of there was that, you know, nothing, nobody uh, tested positive or contracted it from attending the event. Um, and then talked with um, some uh, city officials in Nashville just about how things have gone with the Silver Knights this summer. Um, so really it was it was about sports but it was a health story. so I, I was sort of a of, uh, fish out of water in that expense in that experience of you know I'm trying to get in contact with, you know the governor's office, these town officials, and things like that. But it's it's definitely more of a news story, and it's good to get that experience um, stepping out of the the sports world a little bit, but uh, and still talking about sports. Uh, but yeah, like it was it was it was harder to sort of find a way to craft the story at some uh, points too. I you know I spent a lot of time just staring at staring at the screen, trying to figure out if it looked right or if it felt right. Cause it's uh, it's different than what you're used to writing, you know? So it's uh, sports stories are crafted a lot differently than news stories. So, um, it, it, it was a challenging one, but it was, uh, it was really interesting to, to, you know, talk to those different voices.
0: So obviously a huge part of the high school sports coverage is with players and coaches, but also parents uh, are very involved, um, as they should be, it's their kids, um, Throughout the last few months, what have your experiences with parents been like? Um, I know I follow a couple of things on Twitter and Facebook uh, in May- here in Maine uh, mm-hmm. and in Massachusetts, like parent groups that, you know, some are hashtag let them play, some are against playing, and some are in the middle. Like as a reporter, how often do parents kind of hit you up and like ask you, are we playing? And Or like what is the kind of the, the different sentiments you're you've been feeling or seeing from parents?
1: Yeah, luckily I don't, I haven't had much in terms of like, uh, just, you know, random parents reaching out to me, which, you know, I'd be happy to answer the questions, but I don't get that very often. Uh, I haven't in my experience at the union leader, but like when you're at events and stuff, there's obviously, you know, people will see your badge and want to talk to you and things like that. Um, there's been less of that, um, you know, covering things this summer, uh, with the pandemic, but you know, when I guess, you know, my biggest experience with parents would be when uh, when I was covering, um, a few little league games. And, you know, most of them were just like, you know, let them play sort of thing. Like everybody, you know, the feedback I've gotten from most people sporting wise this summer uh, and doing interviews that are, you know, that have played this summer, whether they be a coach, parent, player, whatever, like it's sort of been like, you know, everything's going well, we can play, you know, things like that and, or, you know, in favor of playing. I haven't like talked to many people who have like expressed a ton of, uh, worry about it which has been interesting I thought there'd be a little bit more of like a 50 50 70 30 type of thing but um, from all indications things seem to be going you know well with sports uh, and you know playing sports in the state so far but uh, yeah and you know it's it's been that sentiment from parents for but you know just let them play have their the kids are happy to be out there seeing their friends and, and playing and stuff.
2: And before we let you go I gotta ask about your your time with the Globe too. Like we're, we're Globe correspondent veterans ourselves. So what was it like when you were there? What beats were you on?
1: Yeah, so the the Globe co-op, um, you know, doing that was uh, probably the most important part of college for me and, and just really starting my career. Uh, I did, um, so I did the spring co-op. So I did um, hockey in the winter and then baseball in the spring. Um, and Bob Holmes was the high school sports editor at the time at the globe. And like, I can't thank him enough for like, just, you know, he didn't have to, you know, he wasn't like, you know, behind your, you know, over your shoulder the whole time, which I appreciated, but like, he was always there if you needed something. And it was always like, a like, he'd always say something that, you know, you've been racking your brain all day, nervous about something you're about to cover or how to write a story. And he'd say like two sentences and he'd be like, that's what I was looking for all day. You know what I mean? Like, he was always so great about being encouraging and like, just telling you like, I remember like one of the big things I had, one of the big things I did there was, there was a, the state swim meet for high schools was um, in Western Massachusetts that year it was in Springfield. And there was a big game, a big hockey game that involves uh, Springfield Cathedral. I know they've since changed their name, but uh, at the time Springfield Cathedral was in our, you know, top 10 uh, and uh, they were playing another team that was in that um, the top 10. So I went from the swim meet to the hockey game back to the swim meet because it was, just, you know, it takes an all day thing. Right. So and then I wrote uh, the both stories in the uh, in the McDonald's in Springfield at like midnight and like throughout the whole thing. He was always like, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, just let the day, you know, kind of go along and things will get done. Like, don't worry about it. And um so, like, just working with Bob Holmes and being in that environment, being in a professional environment, especially at the level of, of the globe, it just kind of gives you, you know, everything you need in terms of just learning what it's going to be like when you get out, you know, what is it going to, you know, what is it like to work in a real professional uh, environment? And, you know, they told, you know, I'm sure you guys had the same experience, you know, I know they've since sort of did away for, with the globe cars, uh, the infamous globe cars. But you know, you'd just hop in a car at the old Dorchester building, and you know, you'd go to the auto place, get the keys, and go drive wherever they told you to go. And you know, you'd go cover the game. You know, so you you got all that experience of you know what it's going to be like when you get out. And um, yeah, without that experience, I don't I don't think I'm where I'm at, or or nearly as uh, you know comfortable in the profession for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt. We had a great time. Um, Our editor was not Bob Holmes. It was Craig Larson. So Mm -hmm. probably like, I'm sure it's similar, but also different in some ways because everyone runs things differently. But uh, we definitely, I loved it. I think Liam also had some great experiences too. We covered different sorts. Liam did lacrosse. I did basketball. Um, Mm. Yeah, I was was more of a
1: desk guy. I prefer the desk. Liam
0: loves, Liam's like the the model hawk.
1: Yeah, The (laughs) the desk shifts were fun too, though. Like you got to be like, you're all you're in there with kids from BU Northeastern like you know like you're just like you get to get all you know all these different like journalism nerds from different sports journalism nerds from around the city in one place and yeah it's awesome it's like a
0: yeah, it really is just like the 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 place where we all come together. I guess is it it I, I that was so fun. Like we always would get excited. Like who's on the desk tonight with us? Like that type of thing. so Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. The desk trips were great because you got you didn't know who you were going to be. You know, sitting next to all night, and you know, it was always fun to hear. Like the the copy editors were always like talking and making you know jokes or you know <laughs> just being snarky about something. So it was yeah. always interesting.
0: Champ comes over and throws the football. You know that. Yeah,
1: Champ was always great. I always had a great time <laughs> talking with him and. Yeah, you know he's supportive of me too so yeah uh, that's awesome yeah, i can't say n- enough great things about that experience
0: yeah absolutely well uh, that's alex hall uh new hampshire union leader thanks so much for joining us uh, that's episode three of the new england sports media podcast and we'll have plenty more episodes
1: coming but thanks so much again for joining us thanks very much for having me guys appreciate it